welcome back to Sheology 101, Lessons for Living Fearlessly Authentic. I am your host, Kimberly C. Watson, and I am truly excited that you have joined me again this week. I just want to remind all of my listeners, please stay safe, continue to be responsible and practice social distancing, um, wear your mask, wash your hands frequently. Please don't take any chances with your health or the health of others. And don't forget every single day that you walk out of your house, please ask God to protect you and your family as you go out every day. Uh, I am truly excited because we are still working on our self inventory. And so far, you know, we've been trying to clean out this closet of all of the bags and baggage and emotional baggage that we carry every day. So, I mean, we've gone through, um, four of the bags and yes, that we just went through four and it's really been kind of intense. So we talked about our past regrets. We talked about these toxic friendships and relationships that we have. We have talked about doubts and about our abilities, and we have talked about criticism and rejection and why we need to, why we think we need to take it personally, but we shouldn't. And all of these things are things that we really, truly need to let go. But this week, we are dealing with something that is truly, truly um, a large bag. If you had in your imagination um, a duffel bag, that's probably the size of, you know, your entire body, your height and your, your width. This is that bag. And what I'm talking about is fear. Fear is a humongous deterrent from what we are supposed to do and what we have been designed to do and what had God, what has God has taught us to do. Fear stands in the way 90% of the time of us accomplishing our goals when it comes to what God has intended for us to do. I always like to give a um, example of my own personal life when it comes to fear, um, or when it comes to any of these things, because I want you to understand this is not me talking about something that I'm not familiar with. It is talking, I am definitely talking about something that I deal with on a regular basis, regular basis, or have dealt with previously, um, and fear is really one of those. Um, and like today, I'm getting ready to record for the podcast, and I begin to try to write notes and all this other kind of stuff. And the reality is that this is a conversation, so I don't really need to write notes about it. But the fear overtake overtook me when I thought about going before an audience and speaking about fear or speaking about anything without having something to fall back on. And the reality is what I really need to be able to fall back on is my belief that God is going to carry me where he needs to carry me, that I have to depend on him 100% and nowhere, nobody else when it comes to what he has called me to do, what he has told me to do, what he has designed for me to do. So when fear comes into play, we have to look at 2 Timothy um, chapter one. And I like the entire first, uh, the, the verse three through, um, 11, um, through 12, we, we focus on one part of that scripture. 
Um, but the entire scripture, that first part is all about encouragement to be faithful. And what Timothy, uh, what Paul writes to Timothy is God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And Again, we read that, we hear about it. Those of us who are believers understand what that means. But how many times have we actually taken it into into effect in our own lives? Truly understanding that God has not given us the spirit of fear. And in another translation, it says, God has not given us the spirit of being timid or, or shy. That he's given us the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. And when I think about this particular scripture, I think about my own life. When I am fearful of what I need to do, I become powerless to those that are around me. When I become powerless, then the love that I should have for myself does not exist because now I have become self-conscious or my self-esteem is low. And if a sound mind is brought on by all of this power and this love and of a sound mind that he gave me, when I walk in fear, I lose the ability to have a sound mind. What do I mean by that? If I live in constant fear every day of whatever it is, you know, God called me, Um, If God called you to preach and all of a sudden, every time you get up in front of, you know, an audience or in front of a congregation that you become fearful and it overtakes you, that's messing with your mind. That's messing with your power. That's messing with the love that you have for God's people and for yourself. So us walking in fear becomes a roadblock that needs to be broken down. Understand again that fear comes in a lot of different shapes and forms. Fear comes in as paralysis when we need to attempt to do something. Think about the person who is afraid of heights and they need to cross one of the highest bridges or they need to do some type of activity that requires them to go higher. That person that is afraid of heights, when they take that first step and realize what it is that the, uh, the enormity of what it is that they're trying to do, they become frozen. And a lot of times in our own life, when God gives us a vision of something, when he says, I want you to start this business, or I want you to write this book, or I want you to, um, preach this sermon, or I want you to run this, um, youth facility. I want you to do all these things. And in our minds, the enormity of what he's asking us to do, we as human beings sometimes become fearful and we become paralyzed and then we become stagnant. I'm not able to do that kind of stuff. I don't have enough money. Um, I can't do that because 30 other people are doing it. I can't do that because I don't have enough people to help me. And remember what I told you last week about no validation needed. 
We are waiting for someone to say it's okay to do what God has told us to do. And the reality is God has told us to do it. And that's all the validity that we need when we move by his power through his will to do his will. So when fear takes over, it blocks what possibilities God has given us. Think about that. If we are fearful of whatever God has told us to do, we are blocking the possibility. We're blocking the possibility of success. We are blocking the possibility of wealth. We are blocking the possibility of someone's salvation. We are blocking the possibility of someone's success. We are blocking the possibility of someone else's wealth, not just our own wealth, but the wealth of all those that are going to be impacted about what God has told us to do. When God gives us a vision of something to do, he is adamant about the fact that it is not only for you. First and foremost, it is for the glory of God. Secondly, we don't do anything just for ourselves because God is not a selfish God. He requires us to do things for other people, to love one another. How do we love one another? Well, we have these gifts inside of us that are perfectly capable of expressing love to other people. I think I waited to uh, talk about fear at this particular moment because fear has a lot to do with the baggage that we hold on to. We hold on to past regrets. We talked about and toxic friends and relationships and self-doubt and criticism and rejection. But fear is what allows us to hold on to these things forever because we fear that if we let these things go, something uh, catastrophic is going to happen in our life. Think about it in the natural. You have this bag. It's a Gucci bag, blah, blah. It's got holes in it, you know, but it was your first bag that you ever spent any money on. It's the first bag that your boyfriend gave you. It's the first bag your husband gave you, whatever. It has some sentimental value to it. So when you look at this bag, you realize I can't use this bag. There's no, I, I can't take it out. First of all, it's dirty. It's broken. has a hole in it because I used it so much over and over and over again. But something in you won't let it go because you are fearful that if I let it go, it somehow takes away from the value, the memory, and the thought process that went into when I got it. The fear won't let me let it go. And that is what we deal with on a regular basis when we talk about these bags. This, this bag lady who is walking around holding all of this stuff. To her, it is not stuff. To her, it is not junk. To us, it is not junk. To us, it is not just stuff. These are valuable memories. These are valuable experiences. These are valuable things that we hold on to and fear won't let us let them go. Because if we let it go, there becomes a hole and there becomes a space. And how do I feel that space if I let everything go? And I believe that 
through this series, God is going to teach you that I am trying to fill those holes. I am trying to fill those holes where past regret lived. I'm trying to fill those holes where toxic relationships were at. I'm trying to fill the hole um, of, of all of the doubt and self-esteem issues lived. I am trying to fill the hole where that fear lies. When we first started this series, I referred to um, the great and wonderful Erica Badu, who I loved, I love so much in her music. And we talked about her song and we, we, we went through it about, you know, you're going to hurt your back carrying all those bags. But there's one line in that song that really, really just clicked for me. She says, one day he going to say, you're crowding my space. When I read that and I listened to that, my first instinct was to apologize. And that was to apologize to my father for keeping all of these bags in my space and not allowing him to come in to that space. Understand when we hold on to all of these bags, all of these past regrets and toxic relationships and the fear of letting them go, letting them go, God is saying, when are you going to let me in? Because you're crowding the space that I need to inhabit. I know I want to come in. I want to come in and give you peace. I want to come in and give you contentment. I want to come in and give you love. I want to come in and hold you. I want to come in and do all of those things that you keep asking me for, but you won't let me in the space. It's too crowded. You've got all of your past regrets, your relationships, your self-doubt, your criticism, and your fear crowding my space. And so today I'm trying to, to help you understand when we let go of these things, we don't have to be fearful about letting them go because he's waiting right there to inhabit every single space that we vacate for him. When we let go of fear, he comes in and he occupies that space with power and love and a sound mind. When we vacate those toxic relationships, he comes in with power, love, and a sound mind. When we stop doubting our abilities and understand that we are good because he has called us, he has sanctified us, he has created us and we are good. He comes in once we get rid of all of that. He comes in again with power, love, and a sound mind, which means that we can do anything that he has designed for us to do. We are called, we are chosen, we are validated through him. And we have to begin to let these things go in order for him to come in and provide us that power, that love, and a sound mind. I think one of the reasons that 
we fall into this trap or this pit of fear is because we rely on our own knowledge, education, will, and talent. Um, and when we do that, we see ourselves as imperfect people. But Proverbs 3, um, verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Verse 6 says, In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. When I read this, I then understand that the reason that I feel fear when I stand before someone to speak or when God says, I want you to go and start this business, or he says, I want you to go and I want you to minister to this young lady. The reason that the fear comes over me is because I'm trusting in my own abilities to bring the message. And the reality is he never asked me to trust myself. What he did say was trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So every time I face that fear, I understand that I have now probably moved out of trusting in the Lord and moved into trusting Kim. And when I trust Kim, I know that somewhere down there that I'm going to uh, run into that fear wall, that I'm going to turn around and try to go back, that I'm going to stutter or I'm going to make a mistake or that I'm not going to, I'm going to rely on that self-doubt and, and talk myself out of doing what God has called me to do. But if I keep going back to Proverbs and say, I trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not to my own understanding in all thy ways, I will acknowledge him and he will direct my path. If I make that personal, if I make Proverbs three and five personal, then I no longer, there's no way I can have fear. If I'm telling myself that I trust in the Lord and I have uh, acknowledged that he is the head and that he is all in all and he is the beginning, he is the end. If I understand that he is all powerful and that he is the head of my life, then when I trust in him, fear and trust can't live in the same camp when it comes to God. Now, it may live in the camp when we're talking about two people, two humans, but when we're talking about God and ourselves and we are saying that we trust in God, there is no way that fear can live in that camp because God is all trusting. He does everything well. And when we acknowledge that he does everything well, that includes us, and that includes the vision and that includes the purpose that he's called us for. That includes everything that he has created for us. That includes it all. So we have no need to fear. We have, we can walk with confidence that God has called us for something, that he has laid his hand on the new business, that he's laid his hand on the new book, 
that he's laid his hand on our prosperity, that he has laid his hand on our wealth, that he has laid his hand on our healing. He has laid his hand in every aspect of our lives if we live by Proverbs 3 and 5. If we trust in the Lord with all of our heart and we don't lean to our own understanding, if we acknowledge him in all our ways, he will direct our paths. So it's time to let go of the fear bag. The bag that holds all of your hesitation. The bag that holds all of the fears about not being good enough. The bag that holds all of the fears about, I don't have enough education. I don't have my bachelor's degree. I can't do that. The fear of, I'm just too young. Or the fear of, I'm too old. Or the fears, I don't know anybody in that business. All of those fears are in that bag. And it is time to let that bag go. It is time for you to trust that the creator has emplaced in you his divine hand and his spirit. And he will lead you where you need to go. He will put you in contact with people that you didn't know before. He will make things happen that you will not understand because it is not, you're not capable in your understanding to understand how God works. Because he does things and we look at it and we go, wow, where did that come from? How did that happen? It's time to let that bag of fear go. Throw it in the trash, set it on fire. Do what you need to do, but it's time to let the fear go. And remember to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct that path. And how do I know this? For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I want to thank you for joining us. Come back next week as we continue the series on self-inventory. Are you a bag lady cleaning out those things in our closets that we need to get in our emotional closets that we need to get rid of? Um, listen, follow me on Facebook at Sheology or follow me on Instagram at Sheology or follow me under Kim C. Watson. You can find me there. Most importantly, check out the website, www.sheology.com. I want to hear from you. I want to see some remarks. I want to see um, what you guys think. I really want to hear from you. Our podcasts, you know, are on Apple Podcasts and all platforms, Google, um, Anchor FM. I really appreciate all of you that are listening and subscribing to the channel. I really appreciate it. Please share with your friends. Share with those that may be able to benefit from what we're talking about, um, that holding on to these past regrets. I really appreciate you. I love you. Stay blessed and highly favored, and I will see you next time. Goodbye.